Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. Today, I've got with me the usual suspects, Scott and Eric. Let's check in with the guys, see what's going on. Scott, what you got going on besides eating? Stop eating. I got to eat this crap as, as fast as I can. This is like popcorn Christmas. Um, this, you know, this is not this is not a, the ASM, ASMR version of our podcast. ASMR? Did I say that right? Well, I will get really close. <laughs> no, that stuff. No. I, well, I so I got to say away from the food. I got to tell you, I was watching TikTok earlier, and there is a someone uh, on a carnival cruise line. Was uh, did a TikTok? I don't know. Jumped or fell overboard, and the carnival ship was turning around to go back to get the person. Oh wow! So nice. I said well, I would love to hear that story. Please contact me and, and come on the, our podcast show and you know tell that story. That's that's really good timing because our guest today is uh, work for Carnival. Oh, so yeah, so very very timely. Uh, Eric, what you got going on? So remember the other day, I don't know, I'm not sure if we talked about it on the show, but I know we talked about it, how, you know, I live in an old house and some weird things happen. Oh yeah. We talked about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like an open door. So the other day, the other night I was breaking down some boxes cause that's one of my jobs and I couldn't find the knife I normally use uh, in the mudroom uh, where I break down all the boxes. Cause we order a ton of stuff from Amazon and everything just, you know, some breaking down boxes. We couldn't, can't find, I looked, 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 couldn't find it anywhere um so i just grabbed some another one sorry i got my dog on my lap um and then the next morning the knife was on the floor right where we were standing it wasn't there the night before nobody had been in the room the door had been closed no dog had been in there excuse me nothing but the first thing in the morning we opened the door and it's right there and i was like i was like what the hell where did this come from i i you know another one of those weird things that happens in my house i mean you just started drinking again so yeah i was gonna say that's weird but you guys are old i mean these kind of things no we're not these kind of things happen we're not you know that bad or that old that we can't remember that (laughs) that it wasn't like that it was just really bizarre so who knows the i don't know where the knife came from and where it fell from somewhere that we just didn't see or what but it was just bizarre that it was right there where we were standing. I wish I had a sound bite board. <laughs> Maybe for season three. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. What's well, going on, Brad? Just, well, just to add, um, I went and uh, got my booster today. Went this morning, got my booster. No problem. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I was, uh, I was a little tired, like a little sleepy in the afternoon. So I busted out uh, about an hour early, came home, took a nap, and um, feeling fresh as a daisy. Uh, yeah. Other than you know a little soreness in my arm, but other than that, I feel feel pretty good. And I'm really excited about our guest today because we finally got a carnival carnival uh, person. Uh, welcome to the show, Tom Laney. Thanks for being on. Welcome. Thank Tom. you for having me. I appreciate it. 
I can't tell you how excited we are because uh, being the the largest cruise ship employer in the world, or for a while anyway, we've had just about everybody else but you guys. So uh, we're excited. This is our first, I think, uh, person. Now, did you work directly for Carnival or did you work for a concession on board to Carnival ships? Oh, no. I was uh, paid directly by Carnival. I was a Carnival employee. All right. Still, okay, good. Still have, still have my ID somewhere. We've had a couple of entertainers. Oh, no. We've had our nurse. We had a, a we nurse. Had a nurse. Yeah. We had a nurse. So, sorry. You're, you're, you're our second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call yeah. a nurse an entertainer? Well, no, we've depend, had entertainers. Depending on, your, on what you're getting treated for. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she was highly entertaining, though. She was. Okay. Yeah. Good, the good. Amy Berinsma story. So, it was, it was a good one. It was excellent, uh, by the way. Uh, she was yeah. on Miami Vice. We, knew, we never with. knew the nurses on Carnival had such a great time in yeah. the morgue. <laughs> no. I, they, I that the was, sh- I, let's not start that rumor. That That is a bad, just kidding, bad rumor. Amy, just kidding, Amy. Amy, I just yeah. was almost. We, we, pre- we pressed and tried. But. One of my roommates uh, dated the ship's doctor. So uh, I think they went off together. So we knew the doctor staff. We knew we knew everybody. Well, first of all, um, tell us a little bit about your background and how it became that you started working on ships. Oh, my goodness. One story. Uh, so I'm from Dallas, Texas. My undergrad is in music. I went to Texas Christian University, TCU. Went straight Horn from frogs. Grad- the yeah, Horn frogs. frogs. Horn frogs. Go yeah. frogs. <laughs> what do they and do? Then, uh, what do they do? They do this. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. You make a horn frog. Everybody, yeah. every, all the schools in the Southwest Conference have a hand signal. Yeah, right. this so, is good for yeah. podcast. This is Wait. really good for podcast. <laughs> they all do. Like, you know, you know the UT one. That's the only one I know. I'm not what's from OU? that area. What's what's OU and OSU? What what is it like? Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's really the Texas schools have their thing. Actually, OSU does a little guns up kind of thing, oh, but that's, that's right. also that's Texas right. Tech. Yeah, they do a guns up also. So went from there to uh, SMU for my graduate degree. Got an MBA. This was 1992. No one was hiring. It was a recession back then. I don't know if you guys remember that time period, but it's, it was a crazy recession and no one was hiring, let alone someone with a music degree with no work experience. I was doing a mock interview my last semester at SMU. And I'll never forget this. Uh, it was a volunteer lady. And so I told my story. And she said, you know what you ought to do? You need to go on a cruise ship and play music. And it floored me. I like, I'd never thought of that at all, but it stuck with me. And I said, hell yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. How do I do that? I went to a travel agency. They gave me a book. In the back, there was every cruise line in the world. There's, there were 16 of them. And so I got all the addresses and all the phone numbers. And so I made a tape. I got a bass player and made a tape of me singing, playing two or three tunes. I made 16 copies of that cassette tape, put them all in an envelope, 16 different envelopes, send them off to all these cruise lines. And then every day after school, I would go back and get on the phone, dial every number. Have you gotten a tape? Who do I talk to? You know, this person's not here. Oh, you need to talk to this person. It was probably two months of that. Uh, just calling, I would not be deterred you know i i just kind of stuck with it and eventually i'm i'm talking to a guy and it's like going through my spiel yeah i sent off a tape i was wondering if you heard it yet i'm a piano player and he goes oh really can you read i was like uh yeah he means read music yeah, so it's yeah. like yeah i could i, I can re- <laughs> i can read and speak and, and you know. can you read words as well 
<laughs> read words barely. All right, you're in. You are in. Music I'm a lot better at. So I said, yeah, I can read. And he goes, well, can you be in Miami in you know a couple of weeks? And I was like, yeah. And that was it. Fly to Miami. They put all the carnival staff in this one hotel in Miami. No one knew where we were going to go. You just show up. And I don't know if y'all had the same experience, but uh, you show up there and you just wait for the desk guy to, there's a message for you. You know, and so I was probably there three days and they said you next day you were flying to San Juan, Puerto Rico. And you, did you know flying. where did you know where San Juan was? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Did you have did a you, passport? Did you have a passport? I had a passport. I had everything. Yeah, I was okay. I was good to go. I was Look good at to that. Go. Like, it's so funny wow. that, that you guys had three weeks to prepare. Musician. Okay. Here, here's the one thing about Carnival. And I totally forgot about this. So carnivals i think one of the only lines that does this that basically sends everybody to miami and they just put them up in hotels and as there's need they just put them on ships and because so many of them are out of florida and miami then they can just easily they can fill positions quickly there's you know not like we you know royal caribbean princess all the other lines that you know they wait till somebody pretty much goes off but then to fly them to the right port to get them to the right place Carnival has this really great system. So they really save a lot on flight costs and so forth by, by using that. And because oh. I don't know if they finally own the hotel, but I think they own the hotel as well. And they just put everybody up in, in that one hotel. That, yeah. that, that's, that's a great system. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. Thank, thanks, Eric. That's good. Oh, no, you're welcome. Well, I didn't remember that until Tom brought it up. So well, yeah, we we well, we don't think you do much on here, but uh, occasionally you come through. <laughs> yeah, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, I get one thing right per episode one. So Tom, you fly to San Juan. Fly to San Juan. They give me a address at a port, and I think they tell me the name of the ship. I think they better. I don't think they told me the name. I think they just said, "Here's the address of the port." And it just so happened when I landed, it was the 500th anniversary of Columbus landing in San Juan. And so the taxi just drops me off. And I see all these ships find the one docking area I'm supposed to be at. And I, so I run with the gangplank and say, hey, I'm the new piano player. And they said, I'm sorry, everybody's out. Oh, wait, here's the, here's the bass player. He helps me drag my stuff up on the ship. Everyone's out partying right now, but we got, we have a show tonight. So do you know the Mexican hat dance? And I was like, oh my God, what have I, what have I walked into? What have I walked into? We have a show tonight. I mean, like two hours away. There so we they go. Show me my room. Yeah, they show me my room and that was it. I'm off. Well, how's the Mexican hat dance go? Well, you know. No, that's the chicken dance. That's the chicken dance. <laughs> See, I already started getting it wrong again. <laughs> I was walking to my room with Mark, was his name. He goes, do you know the Mexican hat dance? And I actually sang, da 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 He goes, yeah, oh, that's it. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. He goes, well, it's it's just a random thing. You just gotta, we'll, we'll cue you. And that was all the instruction I got. <laughs> and that was it. And and the intro show, it was the intro show. And we did this every Sunday. So the festival was my ship. Uh, the festival was one of the three, the three biggies. And so the festival was my ship and it was the smallest ship in the fleet, the oldest ship. They bought it from, from the British Navy. It used to fly mail down to South Africa. Carnival bought it, refurbished it and became one of the three startups, but we had the best run and it started in San Juan. I bet Kathy Kathy Gifford was like, there's no freaking way I'm going on that one. 
What was the run? So Sunday, San Juan, we're picking up the pastors. Monday, you wake up St. Thomas. Tuesday, you wake up St. Martin. Wednesday, you wake up Dominica. Thursday, you wake up Barbados. Friday, you wake up Martinique. Saturday, Sea Day, Sunday back at San Juan. That's freaking perfect. That was my first run, just the opposite. Yeah. Are you serious? Because we would go Sea Day, Martinique, and then Barbados, Barbados, and then Antigua. Antigua instead of Dominica, right? Yeah, Antigua instead of Dominica, and then St. Martin, St. Thomas, back back to San Juan. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That wow. was the yeah. monarch run for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and huh. see and see that run, your run was way better because when people lost their luggage, it was a nightmare trying to get it caught back up to the ship because we had that sea day all the way to Martinique and they're not flying bags to Martinique, you right. know, <laughs> and maybe Barbados, you know, you can pick it up there, but I mean, that was a long, that was still a long shot, but anyway, what well, great run, great run. So Tom, how long did it take you to become an alcoholic? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was introduced that night to the crew bar, which is, was our home away from home. It was, in fact, my, I, I'm going to call her name's Denny. She's my wife. And, but we were, it was Tom and Denny. We were together. We were spending too much time at the crew bar every night. I mean, I wasn't getting to bed on average one, two o'clock at night, every night. That and is? so I know. <laughs> and so uh, we bought uh, from people leaving the ship. We bought a VCR and a TV. Yeah. yeah. Combo uh, and a fridge and a fridge. So we could have beer in there. And so in Barbados, we could rent movies and then bring them back the next week. And so we would have movie night in our room and we thought, okay, this will keep us out of the crew bar. But eventually every, the crew bar just came to our room <laughs> and that was, it was, it didn't help. Let's just say that. It's hard to get, it's hard to get away from that, you know, that sort of lifestyle on ships, especially in the nineties where there wasn't really a lot else to do. Yeah. You could rent a movie, but after two hours, it's like, okay, what do I do now? You know? So it, it was hard to get away from that. So you finished your first. I'm on the ship. They've gone. I'm, I'm on the ship. I'm, I'm the piano player. So like, yeah, I, I go. No, back. no, no, I mean, no, no, no. You finished your first contract. So oh, your first so assignment, right? your oh, first assignment. No. So <laughs> did you end up going back? So you just did the one, the one gig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the okay. one gig Because you're so isolated on the ship, the people that we knew that were lifers out there, you know, been on out there for four years or so, uh, performers at least they go back to land and just couldn't hack it that was, that was me i couldn't hack it. that was a beautiful thing yeah <laughs> that know. was me i couldn't hack it on land i i would get home and and be like this is this is it and and gosh two weeks and i was itching i was that's you know, so funny though well, like you because get, like, went back to oklahoma well that's <laughs> yeah part of that it. was part of it you yeah. know you go yeah, back to the most extreme landlocked but you know right. we uh you know i think the for the people who did like the first contract like one six months or maybe two contracts were probably like that they like they could escape really easy but doing it four five six eight ten tw- contracts and stuff at, at your vacation you could not wait to get off of the ship and be done with everybody then you get home you sleep for a week you play around with your friends and then about halfway through your six or eight week vacation you're like please let me get back on the ship this sucks so it yeah was i think really part weird. of that is that you know again when, when we when we get off the ships people have their regular lives they have regular jobs at home and you're sitting there and you have all day all the Bored. time free 
And then, yeah, you do get a lot of downtime and that happened to me. So what I ended up doing on most of my holiday breaks is I traveled. I spent like a week or two at home and then I went off and met my ship friends and visited people all over the world. And that really kept it exciting rather than, because you're right, I would go home and after a few weeks, I'd be like, I caught up with all my friends. Now what do I do? And, you know, it just got, it, it would get it would get boring. Do you have a ship story for us? My name is Tom Laney, and this is my ship story. Our Thursday day was in Barbados. We would leave Barbados at 10 p.m. So we had the whole whole island. And so we really got to know, and we had routines in that island. And uh, we'd go out to this bar called the Boat Yard and spend the day as a beach club and have flying fish sandwiches. It was fabulous. And then, but most days we knew a guy who ran one of the booze cruises and he had the best booze cruise and it was this this ship was like an old um uh paddle wheel boat so it was double decker it looked like it was right off the mississippi river (laughs) and so and he was american oh he's canadian actually and he always had the best booze cruise and it was so much fun he had a dj the best rum punch and so the whole staff every thursday it was a given we're going on the Beijing queen and that was the name of the ship thursday was a drunk day so you get back to the ship people are trashed the staff is yeah. trashed the passengers are trashed it's just kind of silly we still had bingo to run but luckily on thursday nights there wasn't a show it was the male lingerie contest and what? that was what? when i'm trying to get the name of it right but it was a male lingerie contest and it was where whoever were newlyweds, the man would show up on stage in the, in his wife's lingerie, whatever lingerie she bought. And because there was two shows, right? Because uh, we had two seatings. There was just one show for this and it was packed. And so that lasted probably four months and then we had to stop doing it. It's, uh, it got a little racy. Uh, it, they started stripping and, you know, getting all crazy because they were so drunk and wearing their wife's lingerie and some things were hanging out that shouldn't have been hanging out. And this is in front of the entire passenger oh, staff. Oh, yeah. I know how that goes. Okay. Wait, I mean, was it that was... the, uh, yeah, I was going to say, and how were, was the staff? What shape were they in and what were they doing? They were just kind of hosting. Or you they know, went they pretty far. But they went pretty they were far, just... I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. So they would rock as soon as, I mean, the tune, they would rock, dude looks like a lady as the, <laughs> as the song to start the show. And uh, I can remember uh, our, our first cruise director was a, a singer named Vance Palm, great guy, but his friend who was kind of his backup guy, his, his, his onstage name was Phil the Pretty Good. And so <laughs> he would, uh, he was kind of a comedian and he would run the thing. And of course he's drunk or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was mayhem and they had to stop it. So we that sucked because that was the one night off we had as, as a band. We could just sit back and laugh our ass off at these drunk cones throwing on their their wives' uh, stuff. So did they replace it with something else? Because I would imagine yeah. they came up with something else to do. Yeah, I think we added a show. <laughs> so we had a show every night. Did we say um, what a cone was? I don't think we clarified. I think everybody knows that it a, was on a ship, yes. but uh, a cone is is a passenger. Cone's a passenger. We call them cones off the old Saturday Night Live bit for cone heads, right. because all passengers do is wander around aimlessly looking for food. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's why we call them cones. 
I had and, never heard that. That's, that's, yeah. that's pretty funny. There was a number of people who worked who were famous for coning. Uh, so some of our friends were big coners. That meant whenever there's a new week, there's a new set of cones out there to there you go, hook Scott. up with. Scott was a coner. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. 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 Yeah. He was a coner. And I would just imagine that. Coned my brains off. (laughs) (laughs) Now, but you can imagine on a carnival ship where it tends to be younger and more of a partier crowd than we had at Royal Caribbean or at Princess. I mean, that's a, that's a real party ship, you know, all the time. Not, not just like maybe three and four day runs and stuff like that. Well, it's interesting you say that because I was thinking as you were talking about the different lines you're on we used to look at the other ships and sometimes we talked to other cats from other ships and we realized we had the best gig because i mean i could walk around i mean there was only four rules i really had i could walk around on passenger levels in my whatever clothes i just had to like oh. be in the back of the line for the buffet and let passengers yeah. in front of me i could sit on bar stools I couldn't be in the passenger's room. And I think there was one other rule, but basically that was it. I was basically on a cruise all the time. I could wear whatever. I, and I knew other cruise lines who were more hoity-toity were a lot more strict with their entertainment staff. Like you had to wear your uniform and not be in passenger areas and all this jazz. We didn't look like that at all. Well, did, I mean, did you have a curfew? A what? A curfew? <laughs> <laughs> like we could, we could be in passenger areas and we had theme nights like country Western or, you know, uh, rock and roll night or whatever. So we would, you know, I worked backstage like all, with all the cast and stuff. So we would, you know, we were in our blacks and stuff. And of course we had our name tag, but after the show, we would get cleaned up and run down, you know, take a shower and get dressed into whatever theme night. And we'd go all over the ship. Like, I mean, yeah, we couldn't go into like the champagne bar or sit on stool, you know, uh, bar stools and stuff like that. But we could go in our passenger areas. But at 1.30, you had to be out of passenger areas. And that's when everybody headed down to the crew bar. I know we all ended up at the crew bar. I, but I can remember nights we would hang out at the disco and just in our whatever we were wearing, just like we were passengers. I don't remember there being a, a curfew feel about it. But once all that crap closed, yeah, we'd all end up at the crew bar. But no, yeah, no, no. No curfew like that that I remember now. So, so on the carnival, like uh, as far as like the the entertainment or the who had the most play with the ladies, like who was uh, who was the biggest players? Oh my gosh! Well, it's all about personality. It's not really what the, our cruise director was the biggest player, Vance <laughs> Vance Palm. Great singer, good looking guy. Why is guy, that name athlete. familiar? Does that is that name familiar with you guys? Van, Vance Palm. That sounds so familiar. I, I know it's not. It sounds um, really made up. <laughs> like does. like Anita Party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a girl named oh. her, her name was Anita Party, but that was her real name. And, Brad and we and were like, like no, no way, no, no way. It's a made up name. And yep, that was her her real name. Best chick to hang out with on the cruise. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you. I'm glad for that callback, Scott, because I I I really enjoyed the Anita Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, while we're on the subject, I was just going to have to ask anyway, did did you ever hook up with a passenger? Oh, oh, well, oh, God. Okay. (laughs) The memories are flooding back. Well, I'm just saying my wife's going to listen to this and she was there. All right. Uh So I'm going to tell the truth. This is the the absolute truth of the story. Wait a second. Um, Is this the first time she's hearing this or no? Oh, no. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. She she hasn't heard this in years and she's not going to want to hear it again, but she's definitely going to have her ears open to make sure I've set my story straight. 
Yeah. Is she is she off camera with the iron? She's in Michigan right now with her my in-laws. She went up there to spend Christmas. I'm leaving tomorrow to up to Michigan. I go up there for Christmas. So let me just interject here. Like if it's gonna be uh an issue at all, um just let's just not even go there because uh no you know totally innocent story. I am not at fault. It's totally innocent story. Okay, let's make sure I say that. All right, all right. Let's get it. So Filled are pretty good. We mentioned already. He would run uh, the dating game. Yeah. And, and it was with passengers and stuff. But he would always, at the freaking Bayesian Queen, corner me and go, Tom, I need you to, I need you for the dating game. I'm like, come on, man. Really? I can't do this. <laughs> no, I need you for the dating game. Okay. So I'm like, all right, all right. It might have been that night or maybe the next day. I can't remember when. But I would be the, the winner, the guy, right? And they bring three girls up. I'd be off stage to Mike, you know, answering questions and stuff. And then when whoever the winner was, here's here's your guy. And I would come out. This girl was, you know, American. She's kind of cute. And she supposedly won a date with me, right? That was the, the bit. And so um, I ended up hanging out with her. She was with her parents. I mean, I just ended up hanging out with her for like a couple of, couple of nights. Hanging out with her family by the pool and stuff. And that was it. That was it. So there was no, nothing happened. No, no, there was no kissing, Denny. There was no nothing. Denny, if you're listening to this, Denny, nothing happened. Nothing happened. It was all, it was all innocent. So when you say, did you ever hook up with a passenger? That's as close as I've gotten. Um, Denny. To Denny. <laughs> ever. Well, let me, so let me ask this, and this could be with, Whoever we don't even have to mention any names, but where's the where's the strangest place that you've done it on the show? Yeah, you and Denny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, me and Denny. Denny. Yeah. That's right. Golly, she's gonna kill me. I didn't expect this question. <laughs> what? I didn't expect this. You haven't listened to enough. You haven't listened to enough episodes yet. <laughs> I guess I wasn't that crazy. Uh, she she's gonna she's gonna kill me later on. I go. Why did you tell them we were at the you know. We never did a crew bar. That is the dirtiest, skankiest place on the ship. <laughs> cruise director's was, desk or anything? <laughs> uh, cruise director's desk. You know, there was all kinds of little secret places. They call them boat drills where you go off and smoke pot and know that the smoke would go away. And they, they it's time for a boat drill. And they'd go to these special spots. And so I think there was a couple of times we went off to some secret spots that we knew no passengers could get to and no one would interrupt us. So, uh, but m- most nights, I mean, we were super busy and uh, it was, I mean, we were basically playing house in the ship. Uh, so we ended up being like, <laughs> we didn't do much crazy things sex wise. I mean, as far as locations and stuff, maybe early on we did, but uh, I'm sorry that I don't have a really good story about that. <laughs> That's all right. I wish I That's did. All right. That's okay. okay. It was a long time ago. It was a long yeah. time ago. It's so, hard to remember. So I have to. So I have to ask. You know, when we were on Royal Caribbean and Prince, you know, not, uh, you know, Princess and Desert Cruise Line stuff. As far as me, you always heard that on ships, it's like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and you know, all this kind of stuff. Carnival was notorious for you know partying your brains out, and there was you know people having sex in the halls and on the piano, and then in the lounges and stuff like that. Did you ever see any of that? Is any of that? To your knowledge, hold water. I, you know, there was, we all had gigs to do and that we were very scared of the Italian staff. They will drop you at any port. I've seen it. You're fired. I'm in Dominica. Bye-bye. You know, Yeah, I think, and you're referring to just to clarify for people out there of the officers on the ship were, were all the Italian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
And so we were very protective about, we knew the special places in the ship we could go if you wanted to smoke pot or whatever. I knew cats who did cocaine and uh, I've seen passengers brought into our, our areas many times before for the, for the guys that coned a lot. If we got a liking to a passenger, just friends, and we were having a party in one of our rooms, we'd bring him or we'd bring him to crew bar. It was pretty loose as far as what we could get away with, but we knew what would get us kicked off the ship. So we knew our limits. Yeah, we, we were knew crazy that, to we, a didn't, limit. we just didn't. It was well, like- listen, hey, I was not a narc. I didn't narc anybody out. When I worked with uh, with Renaissance, I was the crew purser and they were smaller ships. And so I knew every single crew. And so if somebody showed up in the crew bar and I didn't recognize them, and so I would always go over, <laughs> and I'm, I'm such a party pooper, but I would, I would go over and say, listen, you, you can't be in here. You need to, you need to get, you need to get out. I don't Put know who brought you back on and get out. I don't know. I don't know who brought you, but, um, but this is, this is a crew only area and you know, you need, you need to go. And I, and I felt, I felt like I was protecting the cruise line. I felt like I was protecting the people that invited them down there. So I didn't, I didn't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it now, but, um, but yeah, I was, I was that guy. I knew girls that got purser's disease quite a bit. What's purser's disease? Coning the purser's. Pregnant. Oh. Pregnant. Yeah. We, uh, the number of times uh, a girl would leave and the, the story that she got purser's disease. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those I have never heard that. The carnival no, purser I, sluts. I mean, I remember a few people, a, a few girls leaving mid through a voyage and coming back in Miami to have a procedure. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So it did did happen at, at, at Royal as well. So I have another story. We would have the passenger talent show every week. Oh, those were oh, could be oh, awful. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Always a good so, story. So I was the cat that ran that thing. I was the piano player. So um, they would announce. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. You were the piano player and you were doing, you were uh, hosting the passenger talent show when i say ran it sorry okay uh, okay Go yeah ahead. let me uh kind of redefine that so they would announce to the pastors we have a passenger talent show if you want to be in it show up the day of performance uh two o'clock at the stage it's packed wall-to-wall people and you can feel the energy in the room sometimes people were super drunk and they would start to you know work the audience you know <laughs> if they think they were working the audience because you ever they have anybody losing. like start to do a strip tease we had to stop it on royal caribbean because of the, too many people were starting to strip or something all our strippers were in that male lingerie show <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is going to sound terrible and this i think this makes me officially a horrible person but we used to go sit in the back and the singers would be so bad that we just could not stop laughing because we'd had a few by that point too. And they were horrible. And that's the only reason we went was to go see the bad people, not the good ones, because we would just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah, most of them, most of them were bad. And I had to, it was my job to kind of make them look as good as they can and, and make sure I've had people change keys in the middle of tunes. And the bass player be just freaking eyeing me. What the hell is going on? I'm like, we just went down. We just went down. So just make sure we could get a beginning and an end somehow. But most of the time it wasn't. But what there was always every night someone that would just blow it out of the water, and the crowd would just like, 
erupt, yeah. you know, and just adopt this person because they felt so great for him. But uh, most of the times they were catastrophes and uh, it was my job <laughs> to try, try to limit it as much as I can and not make that a terrible experience for him. That sounds torturous to me to have to do that week in, week out and kind of struggle through something that you know isn't going to work very well, but you're just kind of have to make the best you can out of it. Can you think of anything else that you want to uh, lay on us now? Because uh, we're about out of time. One of the last weeks I was on the ship, we had already decided to leave my, my wife, Denny and I decided to leave. It was such a wonderful time in my life. I loved it all. So Hurricane Andrew had hit Florida and we were down, you know, Southern Caribbean and we were feeling the wake of it. And the ship was rocking like unbelievably that week let me just get in here whenever there's a hurricane in that area it's like dropping even if you're not in the hurricane it's like dropping dropping a big rock in a puddle you feel that coming out from that hurricane so that's probably what you were experiencing right all this shock from the hurricane coming through the caribbean but but the really weird thing is because i was on board for hurricane andrew as well and we had just, we were doing the uh, West Caribbean, Western Caribbean. So we were headed toward Cozumel. And I think everything had gone over to the East. I had pulled everything that way. It was the calmest day I've ever seen in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh Not, it looked like a lake. There was like no waves, nothing. It was bizarre. It was like just freaky because I'm like, that was that Monday. Cause it hit that Sunday night, Monday morning. We couldn't land in Martinique. It was impossible to get the ship in. They sent us to St. Croix. We'd never been to St. Croix before. So I have that on videotape, but the craziest thing was I had the, the VCR on my piano and you can see the curtains sway back and forth in, in and out of the screen. And our fly on act that week was a, was a balancing act. Cylinder, plank, cylinder, plank. And I have that all on tape. The drum roll is this guy is like standing on this thing. He can barely get it because the, the curtain. What are, are we in a this. hurricane here? <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. We, yeah, uh, the passengers were bitching, you know, can I get my money back? And uh, captain's cocktail. The captain, the old Italian captain was up there going, Ooh, you, and I have this on tape too. Oh, you passengers, you complain. Do, do, do. I cannot do. I cannot do with the weather. I cannot do. So uh, it, it's, uh, I, we, we would stay in bed and we were on the lower below everybody. We were close to the hole and we had to stare at the ceiling sometimes. It was rocking so much just to keep our, our heads. But that, that happened to be, I was trying to tape a typical week and it was like the most atypical week that, that we ever had. So how was it your last few days of, of uh, video and everybody and, and, uh, and leave it? Sad as hell. Uh, actually, Vance Palm was getting married. And so we convinced the current cruise director to, we slept in the couch in like lounge area to get to our next stop, which is St. Thomas. So we were officially off the ship, but we got to stay one extra on the to go to St. Thomas, and we went to his funeral or funeral. Sorry, we went to his wedding. <laughs> it, it, it might as well have been his funeral, though. But it was a gorgeous wedding, and so that was our last time out there. I drug her back home. We've been married. Uh, we're going to celebrate our twenty seventh wedding anniversary here in March. Well, let me ask you this real quick. When did you meet the love of your life? Was it like your first first couple of days, first month? So the our cafeteria, uh, the entertainment staff had our own cafeteria. We ate passenger food 
the whole, we had waiters, the whole thing. And so we had this room and I can remember before the intro show, my very first night, this whirlwind of hair coming in with all this drama and people behind her. And I noticed her instantly. The guy she was dating, the trombone player had just left that day. And I kept my door open and I was just studying my music. I didn't know anybody, you know, I just kind of kept myself open and stuff. And then we were in crew bar that first week and she was sitting right next to me doing some drinking game or something. And uh, she talked about As the World Turns. And I'm like, oh my God, that's my soap, As the World Turns. She goes, I haven't been on, I haven't been on land in six weeks. Catch me up. So we got to talking and that was it. I was with her nonstop ever since then. We just kind of clicked. Is your guy's song the greatest love of all? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great question. Our song it's from one of the shows. No more talk of darkness. Forget these. Well, Phantom eyes. of the Opera. Yeah. And so that was one of the shows. All I ask of you. Yeah. All I ask you. And the curtains would be pulled and she'd be changing her shoes or whatever. And I'd be just banging the hell out of the piano. I broke three strings on that piano because it was it was so crappy. But I'd be banging away. She'd be sitting right there and I'd be singing to her because I'd be singing at the top of my lungs. They can't hear me. Wait, but were you was, guys singing to each other or or was mm-hmm. she in the show? Mm-hmm. Were, so both of you were The curtains the were show. drawn. The oh. curtains were drawn and there was a soloist out front singing, you know, doing the fan of the opera thing, right? right? Uh-huh. So there was a soloist out front and the curtains were drawn and she's behind and we were backstage, right? I mean, the curtains were pulled. You could see the band when the curtains were pulled. You couldn't. She was changing shoes for the next act or whatever. And she'd be sitting right on the piano stool with me as I'm singing. It's all I ask of you. You, know, you guys are singing yeah. to each other backstage. And that was our wedding song. Yeah. Well, that That's is nice. fantastic. So what are you doing now to uh, uh, finalize our, our show up here? I still gig, play with different bands and play for ballets and have union gigs and stuff. That's a side gig. And my day gig is data science with the Southwest Airlines. And my wife ended up waiting tables at the Macaroni Grill, got into corporate, uh, moved up the ladder. And now she's a VP. You guys have kids or anything? Or uh, We said no, thank you. We decided, you know, we saw we heard about Pat couples that would leave the ship and break up because it just never works in the, on on land oh yeah and we've we, heard a lot of those and we were really wary of that and so we did not want that to happen to us and we made a promise to ourselves that when we live together we're going to remember our time and we're going to live like we were on the ship if it's okay with what was her name uh denny denny Denny, Denny, yeah. Uh, you may have to recruit Denny for us so uh, we can get maybe some of her ship stories. Yeah, we've been she talking will, about that. She will be five times better than I will be. Let me tell you, <laughs> she, she, y'all, y'all will fall in love with her. Does she still have that big 80s hair? I don't can, even start should, with that because that's still hot. I still love Molly. Thank you. Do you mind if I, I share the screen? Oh, host disabled participant screen sharing. Sorry. I mean, I, I screened you. You know, <laughs> I'm not letting, I'm not letting, <laughs> I'm trying not to let randos on here you know so uh you know i stalk people so i found you i found you i found some pictures and she has that big black oh yeah she has uh, gigantic hair share share almost yeah okay she she would stand in front of the and just puff it up with the with a spray and it was it was literally this big i'm gonna send i'm gonna text you all a, a picture and i will tell you from eric he said his internet crashed he can't get back on so he apologizes for not uh, being back up here i don't know if i told you but we're oklahoma we're in oklahoma Oklahoma city well, he's up in the uh, bay or was that watonga i'm in it's one of the pot is one of the podcasts tell you all story about how you got on ships 
Oh yeah. 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 You go yeah. back all the way to the first and there's all three of the, when we very first started the podcast, we did our origin stories on how we all got started. I, and I all three of the stories are just as crazy as like, I had no passport when I showed up in Miami. Brad didn't even know where San Juan was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. This has been great for someone that only did gig on the ship. I mean, awesome. And, um, we'll, we'll start, uh, maybe fishing around, get your wife on here. Maybe. You know, oh yeah, sounds like sounds like she's a lot of fun too. And yeah, we she'll have some great that. stories. We'll want to see that big hair, you know, for sure. We're gonna yeah. let you go. Thanks, man. Thank you. Lots of fun. Appreciate it. Ciao. All right, man. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, that was fun. What a great that guy. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I I thought he was gonna be a good guy. He seemed like he was really into it. Yeah. 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 I, you know, uh, he he that only did what? six months, and but it was like he had enough information for like a year. And Eric, whatever the hell happened to Eric, he just bolted. I'm just kidding. We've got a really special podcast coming up soon, and hopefully it includes you. Our 100th episode is coming up pretty quick, so we wanted to have a group together. If you're a listener, if you're a previous guest, doesn't matter. We want to invite you to come on our 100th episode. Tell us a little bit about what you liked about our previous 99 episodes, maybe something that you remember by hearing someone else. Maybe you want to say something about uh, one of our previous guests, if you'd like to have them back on for season three. We want to hear from you. So come on the podcast. We're going to announce a date. Join us on our 100th episode. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!